0: Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is
1: Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters Together. We are the Satellite Sisters. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone. It's a special St. Patty's Day Satellite Sisters podcast. Not really. I'm Leon Dolan here in Pasadena, California. I'm with my big sister, Julie Dolan, in Dallas, Texas. And Julie, this just kind of worked out for our for our life and spring break schedule, right? This slot right, on Thursday. Right, but
0: I, isn't it great, Leanne? I don't know how many shows we've ever done on St. Patrick's Day. A few, but this is a great thing, and I, I think it's timely. And
1: happy St. Patrick's Day back to you. Remember that time we talked to Dolan's Bar in New York on St. <laughs> 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 Patrick's <laughs> Day? don 't okay huh well
0: uh, as it as it turns out, Leon, I have some thoughts about saint patrick 's day i 'm a little worried about it as a holiday, and we 're going to
1: talk about it today. <laughs> All right, we have a full show we have. No TV recaps. Of course, as we know, Downton Abbey is over. Uh, and Madam Secretary was on a break this week. So it's just going to be the sisters. It's just going to be pure sisters. But we are covering the news. Of course, kind of stunning, shocking news out of North Korea. Story we talked about a couple weeks ago about the college kid that was detained after what basically was criminal mischief. And boy, was he detained. So if you're the type of parents who drive your kids to toilet paper or other people's houses, Please stay tuned. We have a story for you. Uh, also, uh, uh, Julie, I want to tell you about what successful people don't do with their body language. Okay, we have a little body language lesson from Forbes. I magazine. love
0: those, Lynn. You know, because they're they're see, they're easy. You know,
1: it's not, not complicated. That's what I
0: like about body language. It's just a topic. Oh yeah, I can stick my hand on my hip. I can do that. You know, whatever. Uh,
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Uh Julie apparently you fell for something uh, you saw on the interweb. What was I know, Leanne. I fell for it, Leanne. Okay,
0: you wanna work out? How about housework? Okay. <laughs> I fell for it, Leanne. Okay, we're gonna talk about it.
1: All right. Upcoming, uh, upcoming story on adult dorms. Looking forward to that. I would, I would live in an adult dorm in a second, I think. And then um, I want to tell you about my trip to Washington, D.C. It is once again life imitating art where I will be visiting with this actual secretary of state while I'm there.
0: You've got to get a good blouse, sister. No, I mean, that
1: blue dress. I'm trying to hunt down that blue dress Madam Secretary wore a couple of weeks ago. I
0: looked for that online, Lynn. and it wasn't out. But we, we've got to get some more. You've got yeah. to do some deep research on that.
1: Okay. Well, we'll, oh. we'll discuss. I want to tell you about uh, my trip to Washington, D.C. for the International Women of Courage Awards. But first, Julie, St. Patty's Day, you know, green beer, people wearing leprechaun hats. I, I don't understand this. I I I guess because we are from an Irish family, when I see people like drinking margaritas on St. Patty's Day, I get confused.
0: Uh, All right. Well, Leanne, I'm a little worried about the holiday because I think it's an important one. I think it's very important to celebrate our Irish heritage. There are 33 million people that claim some kind of Irish Irish heritage. I think it's a good thing. But here's the thing. I think... St. Patrick's Day is kind of losing its way. You know, I, I as my, here's my market research that I did. I went to our local store, grocery store, which is called Tom Thumb, which is a funny name for a grocery store. It stif, is. But, but it's the Safeway chain. But for some reason in Dallas, they call them Tom Thumbs. Okay, so I'm in Tom Thumbs, and I'm looking at the holiday decorations, and it's all bunny rabbits and Easter eggs and, like, squeezed over in a little corner is like a green sparkly hat and a couple of shamrocks. Okay, it's bad, okay? I think if we need to reimagine, re-engineer St. Patrick's Day, um, it's clearly this year being squeezed out by Easter,
1: but there's, you know, it's in March. I like how you say that, squeezed out by Easter. Some people feel Easter is pretty important, but you're right. Easter is coming on. He's it's, coming it's on strong. Killing
0: St. Patrick. <laughs> Easter is killing St. Patrick's Day. Okay, so let's just break it down, Lee. Let's first of all start with the food. Corn beef and cabbage. That's the a traditional meal that you eat on St. Patrick's Day. Our mother used to make a delicious corned beef and delicious. cabbage. Delicious. Delicious, okay? I love corned beef. Okay, but let's talk about the cabbage, okay? You know that is a gas attack waiting to happen, right? <laughs> it is. It it's is. Just, and so I think a lot of people don't even want to approach that as a meal because of the either the cooking of the corned beef or the smell of the cabbage. So dare I suggest corned beef and kale? I think we need to like... <laughs> We need to like, like upgrade the food because that's key to a good holiday. Okay. Yeah. When you think about Cinco de Mayo. Okay. That was not a big holiday. It is taking over market share from
1: St. <laughs> Patrick's day. Okay. Because they have good food, right? right. They Excellent do. Food, okay? That's when you should be having the margaritas and the you tacos. You got the margaritas, you got the guacamole. Yeah. So
0: we need a new green vegetable. I, and you know, I don't like kale, but I thought that might appeal to the millennials that you know if it was corned beef and kale maybe they'd
1: go for it or Or, zoodles zoodles maybe those zucchini noodles from
0: (laughs) alien corned beef and zoodles okay beef and zoodles that's good or (laughs) here was my third idea yeah is to actually make a corned beef taco okay Okay. corned beef (laughs) oh cabbage put it in a potato skin yeah taco okay We need to we need to really upgrade the food. Okay, now the second thing. Let's talk about the activities associated with St. Patrick's Day. You have the parades, okay, which are very good, but many of them are not inclusively in, and it's not fun when parades are not inclusive. Okay,
1: so that. What do you mean that you have to be like a cop well, you, or Irish?
0: No, well, no, no, no. Play no, the like bagpipes. They, a lot of times they've had problems where they didn't want gay uh, oh, marchers. Okay. okay, okay, not inclusive, okay. not fun, not good. Okay. okay. That's got to stop, all right? So we got to get the parades. But then the other big thing is like just drinking, okay, That way, and getting drunk and then getting sick after getting yeah. drunk. People okay. like that, though, I guess. No, I don't, it's not good. Okay, I and Guinness is fine. Guinness is fine. But again, we have to appeal to the millennials, okay? Right. If we lose this generation, they, they're they not going to be celebrating St. Uh, Patrick's Day, okay? Yeah. So they like cocktails, land, right? They do,
1: they, they like, like a cocktails. craft cocktail, whatever so that is. So we
0: need yeah. an Irish cocktail, okay? We can't just have shots of whiskey.
1: That's not good. Maybe a gimlet because that's green, okay? I don't even know that. Holly, the only green drink I can think of is that disgusting creme de mint. No, no, we can't. That yeah, will make you sick. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm will not... make you sick. Uh, okay. That
0: will make you sick, okay? <laughs> okay. Maybe I, whiskey sours, okay? Maybe, yeah, whiskey
1: sour. There you go, Julie. How about that? Yeah. The
0: whiskey sours. Yeah. Okay, that's what we got. A good cocktail. We upgrade the food. And then we've got to upgrade the activities, okay? And here's, I mean, as I said, the parades, they've just got to be more inclusive. We got to do that. But I also have three suggestions for other activities. Because I feel like we're we're not gathering, we're not getting... We're not getting people excited about the Irish experience. So now you, you know how successful Lord of the Dance was, Leanne. It was a worldwide phenomenon. It was. Why not step dancing parties, Leanne? I know. Why not? I think we could do that. I yeah. mean, people like to dance. You know, uh we could have videos of people dancing. It's not
1: really that hard. You just keep your arms down and shuffle your feet, right? Okay. I would actually argue the opposite. That it is very hard and either you know how to do it or you look like a complete idiot attempting okay. it. Okay. So it is. It is a little tricky. It's either mocked or flawlessly executed. There's like okay. no middle ground. With but people step like
0: people do country country western dancing. Yeah. they do big line dancing. I yeah. think that's a possibility. Here's another. I, I think this is a good idea. What about poetry slams? There you go. Uh, yeah, on St. Patrick's Day, we have some very fine Irish poets. I think that would be fun. I think it would appeal to a younger generation. And again, it's not drinking, so that could be that could be good. And then my third idea, Lynn, is that we actually co-op Earth Day because that's not really going so well as a holiday either. You know, that's you know, it's sort of there, but it's not there. But if on St. Patrick's Day we just started planting a lot of green
1: stuff, oh, don't don't you think that would be a good idea? (laughs) Yeah. You have really worked hard on this idea.
0: I I have. Well, I got, it was so sad when I went to Tom Thumb. It's like, we're going to lose this holiday. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going, it's going. So tonight I want you to make a corned beef taco, Leanne, and a whiskey sour. Okay. Yeah. Do a little dancing. Okay. Put, put the Lord of the dance. Just Google that, put that on and just, and then plant something. Okay.
1: I I was just excited about the Simpsons Marathon with all with all Irish themed shows where of course they mock the Lord of the Dance. But I'm gonna just, I'm gonna watch with the Whiskey Sour now.
0: Okay, that's it. I mean we just we have to that's that's what I think. Okay, with starting here with
1: St. Patrick's Day. Good work, Julie. Excellent work. Well sort of along those lines, only because we are Irish and our father went to Holy Cross. If you are looking for a March Madness Cinderella team, you can still get on the Holy Cross bandwagon now, Julie. You know, you know the story. They won yesterday a play-in game. They're a terrible team. People don't even know how they got invited to the play-in game. <laughs> I they, thought it
0: was a mistake when I saw that on my bracketology.
1: They like, were like, yeah, Holy Cross College, Worcester, Massachusetts. Really. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, they haven't won an NCAA tournament game since 1953, which is, yeah, we not sure. Not long after our dad graduated. Okay. Our dad was Holy Cross class of 50 along with. Bob Cousy, so uh, and they did win a national title with Bob Cousy in 1947. They used to be a basketball powerhouse, and then like six decades happened. So uh, they just <laughs> so mirac-
0: their time, Lane.
1: Yeah, it's their time. They came out of nowhere to win the Patriot League tournament, and don't worry because you've never heard of the Patriot League because they're playing like Lehigh. Okay? okay, again, fine little school, but not really a D D1- one powerhouse and uh and they won the patriot league they won the playing game and now they go off to gonzaga to play uh the university of oregon but they're playing in spokane so so that's it get on board with the holy cross crusaders if you're looking for your march madness cinderella team that would make my dad very happy so and bob Cousy. it
0: is it was it is it is a miracle it's and and we just—you've got to enjoy this sweet victory. You know it's going to last for another six decades yeah. at, um, at Holy
1: Cross, <laughs> won't it? They'll That's be true. talking
0: about it for the next. 60 years.
1: <laughs> That's true. Uh, all right. Now, I spent we, we didn't do the Tuesday show because I was on a tiny spring break. It was really just with my husband. He had, uh, we spent 36 hours in Scottsdale, Arizona. Oh, well, uh, how is that, Leigh-Anne? How you is know, Scottsdale? Scottsdale is beautiful. Um, it's an art town. It's in the desert. It's a suburb of Phoenix. This, there are lovely mountains there. Um, here's what I would say about the desert, Julie. And <laughs> I know we have listeners that live in Arizona and live in Palm Springs and they love the desert. The desert freaks me out. I mean, it just just freaks me out because there are a lot of creepy crawly things in the desert, you know, and they're coming at you like from behind cactus, you know, it's just, you can't see them because of their camouflage. And I mean, I was just out walking sort of on a, you know, in a neighborhood near a golf course, just trying to get some mileage in, and there's just a lot of sounds in the bushes. You know what I mean? What is that? I couldn't I couldn't live there. You couldn't. There's too guess, many is it sounds. is
0: lizards, is it? You you just uh, They sounds. were
1: everything from like, you know, birds, which I know don't, don't sound that threatening. There's just a lot of birds. Yeah. There's bunnies, you know, a lot of jackrabbits. They uh, scare you. Those those things with the big. Again, they're just carrots. coming at you out of like they're they and then they're in front of you. And and then I was go, going on the walk with the yoga teacher from the resort, and she's like, "Oh, this is where we saw a bobcat." And oh, there are rattlesnakes over here, and there's <laughs> all kinds of. And so the next day when I went out alone and I heard all those noises, it just freaks me out. The desert. Yeah. You just... were out of. You were out of your comfort zone. I was. You just have no, you've lost your bearings. I can't get grounded in the desert at all. I'm fine. You can't relax. You don't love, you know, you can't relax. I can't relax. It's supposed to be so relaxing and I'm like on guard for scorpions or rattlesnakes. So I can, I know that people love it and they find it very meditative. I I am not that person. I was freaked out the entire time. So, uh, but it is beautiful and (laughs)
0: but just not for you. So apparently
1: just stay out of the desert. Well, other people
0: don't like the ocean. They're afraid of, you know, they're afraid of water. You know, that that's another thing. Right.
1: Or the, you know, lakes and woods. That's kind of creepy to people. That doesn't bother me. It's just the desert. So a lot of things coming at me there. I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, sounds like a great, great vacation. Glad you
0: had had such a nice time on your spring. (laughs) It was, It
1: was fine. It was
0: nice. It was nice. (laughs) Hey, on a much more serious note, Leanne, uh, uh, the headlines about the 15 years hard labor in North Korea, you know, in a work camp for the UVA student Otto Warmbier of Ohio. I mean, it just, it, it is heartbreaking to see sort of the terror on his face, to see how broken he is um from this i mean it, it started as a as a prank you know as a stupid prank he stole a political banner from a restricted area of a hotel this is the same hotel the yangato hotel that i have stayed in when I, on my trip to north korea and uh he is now sentenced to 15 years hard labor and in north korea it's estimated that there are about two hundred thousand people in multiple work camps around the country really? doing hard labor. Yes, Leon. Again, this is a terrible regime, you know, and it's just completely oppressive. And any sort of political dissent, anybody who gets out of line for anything is sent to these work camps. So that is, you know, he is not being held in detention like in a hotel. Uh, You know, he is he has been sent to a uh, to a to a terrible, terrible place. So uh, uh, it was reported today that Ambassador Richardson of New Mexico has been involved and he is going to be acting as the go between. He was in Beijing. He was meeting with representatives from North Korea, you know, explaining to him that this was, you know, this was a foolish, thoughtless thing that this kid did but it was not deserving of 15 years hard labor. You know, we don't have direct diplomatic ties with um, the, the North Korea. You know, a lot of times Sweden, when, when we went to uh, North Korea, uh, the Swedish embassy was our main contact. They were like, if you get in any trouble or if things happen, that's where you're supposed to try to get to. But, you know... If you get in any trouble in North Korea, it's a lot of trouble, right? Know? And as in this kid's case, he never even, you know, he had he had no idea. I, I'm sure that it was that he, you know, he would be looking at these kinds of consequences. So, but the, you know, and it's it was had- heartbreaking
1: to see him just I know. break down I mean, in, just- the, in the in the courtroom. I mean. You remember, like, a woman at his church dared him to steal the banner, and then she said, if you do it, we'll give you a used car, and I that's know. how he ended up there. But, Julie, I was surprised to read that since 2009, a dozen Americans have been detained in right. Korea. I mean, yes. it's, not a t- it's not an insignificant number now. No, so. it isn't.
0: It isn't. And it's, you know, so I mean, the, the US government, you know, warns you not to go to North Korea now. I mean, and relationships have certainly deteriorated in the last couple of years. So the timing of this is so bad for, for the student. I mean, just because, I mean, the, the language coming out of North Korea right now is, you know, extremely hostile. I mean, that they are, you know, they're, you know, they have pictures every week of the, you know, alleged nuclear bomb that they have created. You know, they're, you know, they're sort of ramping up their, you know, hostilities with South Korea. So plus, it's our elections right now, too. So I think that adds uh, adds to sort of, you know, th- that the United States is sort of more vulnerable. You know, it's the end of the Obama administration. We don't know who the new administration will be. And this kid could be just sort of, you know, people are trying to get him out, which I'm, you know, you know the Obama administration has said they're working to try to get him out. But it's one of these things where he may just be caught up in like, well, you know, somebody's going to work on it now and then they'll work on it again after the elections. So I, uh, it is, uh, it, I just feel so badly for him because you can, you know, because he looks so broken already, right? You know, and, and, you know, that I can't even imagine how terrible a, one of those work camps will be because, because it's a terrible place. And there, you know, and, you know, he's, Yeah, I heard some Korean he's, official he's,
1: was on, the news and said something about, well, he'll probably just be planting trees and planting vegetables. No, no. I didn't believe that. Yeah. He
0: looked, he said he was broken. He said that, you know, already. So, you know, I am sure he's been subjective to very harsh treatment, you know, beatings. I don't know if they're feeding him, you know, so, you know, his conditions will be very, very harsh. And, you know, and so... You know, he looks so unprepared for it too, because that was, you know, he was over there on a tour, you know, he had, you know, he certainly never had any anticipation that it would, that his life would take this terrible, terrible turn. So we just got you know, uh, you know, it's good that we do have some people that have asked at, you know, have acted as conduits that have, you know, been successful. We've gotten about 12 people out of North Korea. So hopefully they'll have some luck with him. Yeah.
1: It is a lesson. It does make you think like every, just uh, don't go. I mean, I don't know. Would don't, you really go again? Go. Would you go again? I would again? never
0: go again. I said that I said that yeah. when I returned. As soon as I got to Beijing, China, I said that was the most interesting place I've ever been. And I never, ever would go there again. Yeah. So, And I would never recommend to someone now going again, uh, going now. I, I think it's, it's a much more hostile environment now. And that... They're looking for anything, you know, because because then they use these incidences to pump up their people, right. and it's, you know, it
1: becomes a giant propaganda thing for North Korea. I, I made my 18-year-old watch the news. He's like, why are you making me watch this? He was, like, physically disturbed watching the kid. I said, because they don't want you to go to a foreign country and do something foolish. Like, just don't ever do that. Right. <laughs> good. You can't get away with it. It could really, really have dire consequences, so... Yeah, that was tough to watch. Tough to watch. Um, all right, Julie. Uh, on a completely unrelated note, I have something from Forbes magazine here about body language. So uh, I was drawn to it because the headline. I had to read it a couple times. It didn't really make that much sense. But fifteen body language blunders successful people never make. So I don't <laughs> wait. What these I thought are it was
0: blunders. Okay, these, these are, are
1: blunders, blunders, but successful people don't make them. They never make them. Okay. So, uh, many of them are what you would expect. This is basically the same sort of body language you get from your teenager. Okay. So (laughs) don't do that at work. Just don't don't be a teenager at work. Don't slouch, no slouching, no eye rolling, no crossed arms, no turning away. Wait a
0: minute. No crossed arms. Yeah. I mean, people have crossed arms all the time at work, you know, they're just as
1: they're thinking about
0: things, but that's that 's a bad that 's a sign
1: that you 're closed off that you 're not flexible or that you 're defiant uh, so eye rolling crossed arms don't turn away from others. that seems obvious. <laughs> Try not yes. to do that at work. Just turn your back on people again like a teenager uh and then um oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, eye rolling crossed arms, turning away from others, oh and then checking your watch like I gotta go some. <laughs> Your phone, like I gotta go. I got someplace people better to be. People do that all the time. Yeah, the people do
0: all that. I mean, I think there's so much distracted uh, communication these days, where you're having a conversation with someone and they're looking down. They're looking. They're looking at their You know, iWatch or they're looking at their iPhone and they're only half listening to you.
1: Yes. Okay. Now these are other blunders. That I had never really thought about before. Successful people do not do them, and teenagers generally don't do them. So these are, I guess, blunders adults make. The, the first one is gesticulating wildly, okay? Okay. Here's what Forbes says Aim for small, controlled gestures to indicate leadership and confidence. Exaggerated gestures can imply that you're stretching the truth. <laughs> Did you ever think about that? I have been known to gesticulate
0: from time to time, Leanne. So. I think
1: it's like a smoke screen. You know, when you're yeah. trying to buy time, you just go, okay, I'm going to smoke screen up here with my hands. I'm going to gesticulate, <laughs> gesticulate until my brain catches <laughs> up. But apparently you're supposed to use open gestures like spreading your arms apart or showing the palms of your hand to communicate that you have nothing to hide.
0: Right? Carol Merrill, door number three. <laughs> That's It's a solid move. She, you know, she's always in command, always, you know, she's, she's smooth, you know, that's
1: it right there. Okay. Okay. No no
0: wild movements. Yes. So no.
1: Okay. So no gesticulating wildly. No, sorry. Once again, ad camp popped up or I moved the screen. Um, Okay. Here's another one. Okay. Also no exaggerated nodding. OK, don't keep sh- yes up and down because you think it I I think people think it means like I'm engaged. I'm listening to you. But no, according to Forbes magazine, this signals anxiety about approval. OK, <laughs> I'm shaking my head. I I agree.
0: I agree. I, I, I know I know exactly that situation. Leon. Yes, people do that all the time. I guess I do. I. I nod from time to time. Yes. Yeah, I'm yes. a nodder. So this yeah. was
1: surprising to me. And also they say, they claim people may perceive your heavy nods as an attempt to show you agree with or understand something that you actually don't. <laughs> oh, yes. Whoa. Yes, yes. So I, it's, a fa- it's a
0: fake nod. Fake I'm nod. i nodding because I have no idea what you're talking about. Right.
1: Yeah. And then here's another one that surprised me. Again, something teenagers do not do. Eye contact that's too intense. Yes, okay. when you put
0: your eyebrows up, yes, yes. That is it's unnerving.
1: Okay. Eye contact that's too intense may be perceived as aggressive or an attempt to dominate. Okay. <laughs> On average, Americans hold eye contact for seven to ten seconds longer when we're listening than when we're talking. And the way we break contact sends a message too. Glancing down communicates submission, while looking to the side Projects confidence. So, you know,
0: at the beginning of this podcast, Leanne, I said, "Oh, I love body language stories because they're so easy, (laughs) and you can just stick your hand on your hip and you got it."
1: These are hard. These are pretty hard. I know. These these are hard. Okay. Good thing I can't see you, Leon. (laughs) Good. Hey, ho, don't, it's too intense, right? Because avoiding eye contact, that's no good. But you don't know want eye contact that's too intense either. You want to nod a little, but not exaggerated nodding. You want to gesticulate confidently, but not wildly to uh-huh. indicate your smoke screening. Yeah. No, I don't know. Successful people must just stand there like Irish step dancers, you know, with their hands to the side, not, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing. All right. Speaking but of body- it does
0: seem, it does seem like that successful people have, you know, are just completely controlled in terms of their body language. There you go.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And focus, focused in, but not too focused. Like they're not looking down at their, at their phones all the time. They're uh-huh. You know, they're, they're actually, you know, in the conversation, they're actually engaged in listening. So, okay. I guess we boiled it down, Julie. We did it. We boiled it down. <laughs> <laughs> See, it was easy. You think that? I I don't know. I'm really going to have to work on this. Another body language thing that hit the news uh, this this week was a couple of male pundits um, telling uh, candidate Hillary Clinton to smile and tweets are on the air after her Tuesday or Super Tuesday. And uh, this prompted a lot of response um, from women all over the place. Samantha B, the comedian, started a hashtag, Smile for Joe, uh, to, um, just to taunt uh, Joe Scarborough, who suggested <laughs> that Hillary Clinton should smile, should smile more. And here's the thing, uh, men. Um, that word, you know some men, uh, Joe Scarborough, that word smile is just a real trigger for women. Because we have been told that our whole lives, Mm -hmm. you know, by Mm -hmm. complete strangers while we are walking down the street, busy thinking about other things or worried about other things or, you know, solving the problems
0: of the world, right? looking for
1: cures for cancer, right? doing mathematics in our head. And all of a sudden some strange guy will look at us and go smile and you just want to kill them. Or I'm sorry, (laughs) is that just me? I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? It it does I, no it does the my response
0: to that is this it makes me so angry I don't know why you know it's uh it 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 just seems like I, I it really makes me angry I it doesn't make me want to smile
1: sir. right I, it, the perception is that we're just supposed to walk down the street like smiling idiots all day long like yeah I don't know <laughs> so joe scarborough was surprised and tried to defend himself uh, by the backlash that he received from people Uh but here's the thing joe you said it once but we've heard it our whole lives from complete strangers and we're not interested in smiling for no reason for some strange man (laughs) (laughs) is that is that fair did i do that I mean, I, I don't want to put fair. words in people's I, I mouths. I think but... you
0: speak for the womanhood. Uh, yes, you're yeah. the woman's nation uh, with those comments. Yeah, so. we'll
1: smile if we want to. We we'll don't... smile
0: if we want to. That's exactly <laughs> when, when we want to. When we're happy. Okay. And we'll feel good about it too, right, Liam?
1: Yeah, we'll be happy, so we'll smile. Or whatever. or we'll just smile because we, something has amused us, not because a strange man has told us to. Okay. We'll, we'll smile when we're happy. I got it.
0: When All right. We want That's good. I'm
1: sure he won't say that again, Leanne. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. He'll probably sure. say it every night for the next six months, Julie, <laughs> because controversy is good for ratings. So oh. he probably will say it again, but we don't have to respond to it every time he says it. No, we don't. All right, Liam. Well, I was reading
0: my local paper and I have to say I fell for it. Uh, I fell for it. Here was the headline for this article hate housework. Okay. So I'm in, right? Right. That's just, that's got me right away. Cause you know, cause I don't really like housework. They're like, call it a workout. <laughs> okay. Are you ready, Leanne? I'm ready. Go. I'm going to do it. I'm doing Let's it. Let's go. Okay. Instead of picking up laundry, what you really need to be doing are proper squats. Oh okay? yeah. Every time, every time you there's some like a dirty pair of socks on the floor, I want you to squat, Leon. Get your squats in. Don't don't just sling those socks. Get down
1: and do a squat. Okay, vacuuming. When you vacuum, do you lunge, Leanne? You know what, Julie, I gotta admit, I do a lot of these things because You do? I You're- do, because that's the only way I can stand doing the doing the housework, which I have to do, you know, every week. So uh yeah. So I do do some lunging. I do do some squatting. I do consider housework a workout. I don't it's not enjoyable. It's not any more enjoyable, but I try to burn some kcals while I'm cleaning the house. Okay. So see, I don't like working out, out. I hate and I don't
0: like housework. So okay. <laughs> the idea
1: that like
0: Oh, housework workout. No, those, that's, that sounds terrible, but sure. up and down stairs, Leanne. Have you added that to your workout going up and down stairs a lot? This is, there's your step machine, Leanne. You okay. can do it. Okay. Right. that's That's what you have to do it. Do you realize if you mop for one hour, which is <laughs>
1: an incredible amount of time to be mopping, isn't it? <laughs> I don't think I mop collectively an hour in a year. I mean, if you saw my floors, you'd know that's true. I mean, just okay. a quick mopping. stamp. Okay, okay, okay. now no, I'm
0: mopping. But for one hour of mopping, yeah. you only burn 153 calories.
1: That's a, That sounds outrageous. I can't believe that. That seems wrong. It does.
0: I mean, if you really put your shoulder into it, and you could add some lunges, and yeah. who knows what, Land? I'm sure you could get your calorie count up. Yeah. Vacuuming. Okay. Again, it's 30 minutes. Okay. That's yeah. 30 minutes. Okay. That would be a, a fair amount of, but it's only 119 calories. Oh, that doesn't seem right. That does not. That is not
1: Sometimes good. I actually work up a sweat when I vacuum.
0: Okay. You must be, you must be like, you've got that deep pile or something there going yes. on. Maybe that's, maybe you get more calories, calorie burns if you do that. Okay, this is incorrect. I think this is incorrect. Cleaning windows. You know how hard it is to clean windows? 30 minutes of cleaning windows. I'm I'm drenched if I'm doing that. They say you only get 137 calories for Mm. that. That's not right.
1: No. Okay. They must be taller than us, so they don't have to reach as high. (laughs) Uh, And then go, oh, gosh, I got to get the ladder because I can't reach. Oh, forget it. Okay, I'll get the ladder. (laughs) Oh, where's the ladder? That's 130 calories right there. Getting the ladder for the windows.
0: Okay, tub scrubbing. This, I think, seems to be your best sort of time calorie burn. Full body. Yes, is full, full body? body. That's 15 minutes. You get 90 calories oh, for okay. tub scrubbing. Okay. okay. But obviously, you're scrubbing pretty hard. Yeah, you must so, be. Yeah. I read this article, and I came to two conclusions. I'm not going to do any more housework, and I'm not going to do any workouts. Because this, <laughs> this is a total sham. This is just doesn't make you want to do either thing. Okay. I mean, if you got like, if you got 500 calories for mopping, then I'm in. Right. Yeah, right. But 153. That's nothing. Right. An Hour of mopping. <laughs> I want you to try that land. First, just try to mop for an hour. That's a long time.
1: <laughs> it is. I do though. If I really, you know, I have had situations where I've done housework one day and woken up sore the next. I mean, I'm not too proud to admit it. Sometimes. I find vacuuming a very unnatural motion <laughs> I don't, that has resulted in like shoulder issues and leg lunges. I don't know. So, okay.
0: No, All right. Well, I say, I, I think the workouts should be in the gym and
1: I just, I, I don't know. We got to do our housework. I but. would rather garden. Gardening is a better uh, practical workout for me. And okay. Than okay. cleaning the house. But the truth is you have to clean the house. So. I know. I know. I know. This is terrible. But
0: now you don't feel any better. Like if you're only getting 90 calories. No, I, wish, I wish you
1: hadn't done that story. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Now I feel terrible. Okay. All
0: right. <laughs> well, I have something else that's going to make you feel happy, Lean. It's Tuesday. I mean, well, it's actually Thursday. But I thought I had a Tuesday trend that I thought in particular you'd be interested in. Because... Your family likes all things real estate, and this is a real estate trend uh, that I had not heard of, but I am sure it's going on in your hometown of Los Angeles, okay? This is the new thing, adult dorms, Hmm. and this is happening in cities like Los Angeles, in New York, in San Francisco – where you have a lot of young people that are moving to these uh, metropolitan areas to get jobs and they cannot afford the rent. The rent is just too darn high. So now companies, uh, real, you know, real estate people, people making, doing real estate things, they are creating. <laughs> They're called developers. Yeah. <laughs> developers. They are creating something called a co-living product. Okay. It goes by the names like, we live, that's all one word with a capital W and a capital L we live or open door or common. And the idea is that you would have like, you get a bedroom, but then you have a common a kitchen area, a common lounge area. Uh, you may have additional amenities, like maybe they have like a pool or a deck uh, associated there. And that the the rents in these places where for a for a studio apartment that may run you two thousand dollars a month in these these high priced cities, uh you could live at we live or open door or common.
1: <laughs> common for don't be a hater. Come on. No, don't I'm be, not being I, a hater. Be. just these names
0: <laughs> crack me up.
1: We live. Um, okay.
0: Uh, they, um, that, you know, the rent is more like $1,500 a month or $1,600 a month. It's not, you know, it's still not cheap. Oh, that isn't cheap. No, it isn't cheap, but it is a new model of living, uh, really sort of targeting people between the ages of like 25 and 35 single people, you know, that, you know, it's just too expensive to have an apartment. And that this is another way that they can uh, move to these high priced areas do so they have
1: here's the thing. My husband has always wanted to do something like this because he felt like you know when he graduated in his twenties, he would have moved right into a dorm like again, if that was a possibility because of the food situation, do they have a food service? Well, it
0: depends some of these do. some would have some kind of concierge or you know you can sort of call you know call in for food okay. So they do have that they would have cleaning is available uh you know i don 't know if it's a cleaning workout, like, yeah. like you were talking about <laughs> but uh but these it's a co living model that yeah. uh that you have when I read this, you know, I can see the need for it because yeah. it is so expensive i mean it's a, it's impossible as you 're starting your career to have to pay that much in rent i mean it's it's crazy it you is know, crazy. I, it's it's really hard but at the same time this co-living model reminds me of russia because when i i lived in moscow as you know leon for 5 years and this is what when you go to older apartment buildings in moscow or other parts of russia they had a co-living model where people had individual like bedrooms but then the kitchen the kitchen area was a shared area And whatever
1: toilet bath area was a shared area, so it's sort of a Soviet system. Okay, oh, that's why there's such disdain in your voice. You hear it. You hear it in my
0: voice. It's just, but they're just again. It's it's these are developers that are trying to you know rethink or reimagine the way you you know young people are going to live because they cannot. They can't live the way the baby boomers lived, you know, or even your generation, whatever you are. we yeah,
1: just just went and got an apartment
0: because we yes, weren't yeah, you overloaded the, by student it's debt. That, yeah. It's not working. They have to. So it's last last week we talked about tiny houses. This week it's co
1: living, <laughs> you know.
0: But I, I so I
1: liked Jenny on our Facebook page said, "Who's kidding who? Tiny houses are just another word for trailers." <laughs> trailers she's like they're yeah. just she said there's nothing wrong with trailers but let's just call them what they are they're yeah. but now. i would like
0: to know if people live in any of these co-living places if it's working what are the pros and the cons i mean if it maybe it's maybe it's a good situation maybe it's better than living with your parents i get you know which i guess would be another option or you know or is it not working but
1: uh um I imagine the challenges are much the same as they were when the act- when you went to an actual college with an actual dorm. There's always like one idiot playing his music at four in the morning, it's people who don't clean out the- flush the toilets. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you would hope, you, you do hope there's something about living alone when you're in your 20s that's awesome. But it's yeah. sad. It is very, very expensive to live alone, as we found when we were looking for places with Brooks. You know, for him in a real city, it's yeah. just prohibitively expensive to live alone. Right? Forget it. Forget it. So, all right, Julie. Well, well check hopefully, out. we'll Some hear. <laughs>
0: living. See cold. if any. You know, I think it also could work for seniors as well. I mean, I think that would be a
1: better group to start with rather than young adults. <laughs> well, they have that. I mean, they have senior housing. They well, have fifty-five. But they don't have good
0: names like, like- Live. <laughs> in common, and open door, you know? Okay.
1: That's what I think. Getting a little cranky down there. Do you think she spends enough time with other people or just... Me? <laughs> <Yes>. Me? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you were resentful that the millennials wanted laminate flooring in their hotel rooms. Just getting worried.
0: You Laminate is soul-sucking, Leanne. You know it is.
1: Well, not the wood laminates. They're not terrible-looking. <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. Next week, a couple weeks, I'm going to Washington, D.C. for the International Women of Courage Awards. Now, Julie... You know, I got myself on this committee last year. I belong to an NGO called the American Women for International Understanding that partners with the U.S. Department of State uh, to host women from all over the globe who come to the United States. They're they're incredible, death-defying female leaders in their own countries. They're picked by the U.S. Department of State. They're brought to Washington, D.C. They visit uh, other cities in the United States for about 10 days to make connections, and they're matched with if you're a nurse treating Ebola patients in Central African Republic, you may be matched up with, you know, somebody doing nursing in a similar area in the United States, that sort of thing. Journalists visit with other journalists uh you know, media people, it's all it's a fantastic program, the International Women of Courage. And last year you remember we held our event in Washington DC and I went to D C we had our event and then the next day there was a giant snowstorm and we were shut out of the actual State Department ceremony. I know and that this was is tragic. It was tragic. They shut down the whole federal government. I was there, I had my red trench coat, Julie. I know, it was, I was so
0: cute that little red trench coat. I was
1: ready I was to, to go. That. So the State Department, Secretary Kerry and Mrs. Obama give out the awards every year. Then there's a reception in the Franklin Room, and it just never happened. Uh, so this year, but it's hard to get tickets to this event, so this year I was just informed I was able to get a ticket. So even though we're holding our big celebration this year in Los Angeles, because that's where the State Department asked us to hold the celebration, so we work, at the, we work with the State Department, so we're doing that, I'm actually going to go to Washington, D.C. for the State Department event, very excited, Julie. Good, leigh Okay, our Madam Secretary. I'm headed in. So this year I feel very connected. I have just feel okay. much more informed since watching Madam Secretary about what the Secretary of State actually does and the concept of citizen diplomacy and reaching out. And so that is going to be uh, March 29th. And they actually are broadcasting the ceremony. On, you can stream it online, and I will put all the information up. It's at, like, statedepartment.gov. You can watch it online this year. If you'd like to do that, um, I, I'm going to be there. My son Colin is coming with me on the trip to Washington because it's his spring break. And then Julie, we lined up a white house tour well, for I'm the next so impressed. day. I think that's very exciting. I, I'm excited. I've never been to the white house. You so have um, never.
0: Oh, that's right. Cause you missed the family trip they, to the white house. Yes. <laughs> Everyone in the Dolan family went to Washington DC. It was really, it was a, such a memorable family trip. Mom and dad, all of us in the station wagon. But, Liam, you stayed home, right?
1: Yeah, I was left home. I didn't stay home. They made it sound like I had a choice. I remember it was one of my earliest memories, just, like, falling to the ground sobbing uh, as you all went <laughs> off to Washington, D.C., but left the four-year-olds home, uh, you know, ho- home with the, you know, the au pair, which was fine, but <laughs> it, was, it was traumatic. So, uh, so finally, Julie, I'm going to get mine. But now this a... is
0: it, Lee, and you are going to our woman in Washington,
1: D.C. Nearly <laughs> <Okay, laughs> 50 years later. 50 years later, I'll be able to go to the White House. <laughs> so excited about that! It was the last. You know, we're planning at the last minute, so I contacted our Congressperson to see if uh, we could get a tour of the Capitol because you can. Yes. T- apparently, they can set that up for you. So I don't ask much of my Congressperson. <laughs> But
0: it's the least they can do for us. They're not
1: doing anything they're else. Not, in Congress. They're clearly not busy, right? Know, there is no, the nothing Court is not happening, right. yeah. so they should be giving tours. I, that's what I think. That's a good thing, Liane. They're all just apparently sitting in their offices, not talking to anybody. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. They'll be very busy, very, very open to that. But I'm excited. I'm excited to go, and I'm excited to bring you all the news from the International uh, Women of Courage uh, Awards in Washington, D.C. on the 29th, and then the celebration that we have here for them in Los Angeles on April 7th. And Julie, I've been in quite a lot of communique with the state department because
0: <laughs> I like how you say communique. That's, yeah.
1: that's what I say, Jill. That's, that's what I that's say. That's right. I'm re- Not
0: communication. Obviously that's state department <laughs> lingo. I'm impressed, Liam.
1: I, yeah. I'm reaching out. I'm touching base. I, I'm going to be read in. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be read in on something <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> any minute. Any minute, Julie. Okay. Today, they informed me they're going to send me a digital toolkit, which is pretty exciting. What
0: so, Liam. Whoa. <laughs> so. My head is exploding <laughs> thinking about
1: that, Liam. <laughs> so. <laughs> so I'm pretty excited. And I think that I'm just going to come back with a lot of ideas for the Madam Secretary producers. So I'll be able to share those when I get back from Washington, D.C. on our Madam Secretary recap.
0: Now, has your son Colin ever been to Washington D.C.?
1: They went a couple of years ago. My husband and two sons went. I was at a conference. I was at like BlogHer in Chicago, so they did one of those classic uh, Tridler family um, whirlwind tours, where okay. like you know, bar- like Barrick in a single day drove from like they had breakfast in Baltimore, lunch at Philly Cheesesteak, they stopped in Brooklyn for like a late afternoon snack. Picked me up at Kennedy and then we went to the Hamptons. That was like a single day. (laughs) I haven't ever been. So so this
0: will be nice for you and your son. Yeah. uh, And it's sort of his farewell tour too, because he'll be
1: going off to college. Going off to college.
0: Very, very nice that you're having some nice uh, mother son quality time. Yes. And he's
1: very interested in politics and government in particular. So this I think will be a good life lesson for him. He's very excited. So I did say you have to get your hair cut. And we have to get, well, you know, he's going to the White House and possibly the State Department. You know, he's got to, he's got to look good, you know, yes, and be respectful like yes. and, you know, we're going to get him a decent blue suit and. Right, so he's and good to go. You have some,
0: yeah, and you've got to work on your outfits, Leon. Okay. I have
1: the outfits from last year, but I because you know I'm going to check the weather, but I think the trench coat again is going to work for me. But I have been looking for that blue Madam Secretary dress. I mean, oh, I'm no. just there's no reason not to wear blue, really navy. There's no reason not to, right?
0: Right. I mean, if you look at it, most most of the women in Washington wear either blue or red. Yeah, or white. Yeah. So that's so I'm just, just going. Go with that. that. No, I think that's your color palette. <laughs>
1: So there, but I'm very excited. So just want to fill you in. I'll be keeping you up to date, keeping you up to date on all our social media channels. So it's just a good reminder. If you don't follow us on Facebook, please join our group or check into the satellite sisters, official Facebook page. You can follow us on Twitter at sat sisters. We're the official media sponsor of the international women of courage awards. So you'll be seeing us uh, retweet a lot of the information that we get from the state department. And, um, I th- and then keep listening to the podcast. I think it'll be a fun couple of weeks. So I, I look forward to hearing this, Land. All that's right, very excited. Thank you, thank you. All right, Jill. Anything else? It's Thursday already. So it's Thursday. Well, was, you going to go out and just get hammered tonight?
0: <laughs> Whiskey sours, Land. Corned beef tacos. That's it. Okay, that's the new St. Patrick's Day. <laughs>
1: okay. I like. I like you. I like you. Um, okay. Okay. All right. All right. I'm going to root for Holy Cross. Okay. That's Go, Crusaders. Go, Crusaders. All right, everybody. Have a fantastic week. And don't forget, call your satellite sister. <laughs>